Welcome once again to the JS Group podcast. This is Janet Shines, the CEO of JS Group, and I'm ready to talk turkey about my favorite topic today, talent. Now, as the session title says, talent is a lot like milk. It has an expiration date, but unlike milk, you can refresh that expiration date if you invest in talent. Whether that's yours or somebody else's talent, talent is really something that's a shame to let rot on the shelf. And in today's tight employment market, talent matters more than ever, because frankly, there just isn't enough of it available. Now, there's a whole lot of people who would then turn this podcast into a talk about skills and training and certification. Okay, those are important, and look, you should do that stuff. After all, that's critical, regardless of your profession. So get the training, get the certifications you need for yourself, your technical staff, your salespeople, your dot-com folks, your marketers, you get the point. Training, continual training matters. In fact, learning companies are leading companies. Companies who invest in learning, almost doubling the rate of growth versus their non-talented peers. It makes sense. So do it. Get some skills. And at the end of this session, as a little bonus, I'll talk through the top five skills I think matter that I don't believe businesses have enough of today. But first, we've got to talk about talent. Talent can't be taught like skills can. It has to be awakened. People have to want to deliver. They have to want to grow. They have to want to do better. Or all the skills training in the world, it won't take. So I want to talk about something else before we talk about the critical skills that are needed to succeed. I guess you could say it's the desire to win, that burning rage thing that separates a world of talented people who never achieve much from those rare few who actually achieve more than anyone else would have dreamed possible. You know what I mean. We all have those friends or family members who, on paper, should be more successful, and they aren't. Uh, And conversely, we have those who are so much more successful than their background would have made you think could ever happen. I think it comes down to some secret sauce around confidence and drive and hard work and a positive attitude, all boiling up to success. But there's scientists that have actually made a formula around this. Success, or S in the formula, is the product of R, and R is the potential value of a given idea, and Q, a person's ability to execute on that idea. So they call it the Q factor, that combination of talent and skill coupled with drive which makes someone effective or not in their chosen field. Now, this equation, I think, highlights another less often recognized, but perhaps more essential truth about success. And it's one we don't talk about as much because it's not nearly as uplifting as if you work hard, you'll be successful. In short, what this equation tells us is personal quality matters. And sorry, while you can labor to get marginally better in a given field, if you just don't have what it takes, you just don't have what it takes. So sure, Having more and more good ideas does improve your chances. And by the way, this is the CEO issue. They have great ideas and yet their company doesn't seem to grow because they don't have the Q factor in their staff that would get them far enough. And so when I look at that Q factor, that that, that talent equation, I think many business owners and leaders have it. They have that drive. They get things going. They shake it up. They have great ideas, which is that R, but they also have the Q factor, right? They, they can get things done and they believe when others don't and they, and they believe because they have that innate talent. They have true skill and they push through, they work hard, they make it happen. And at first, they tend to surround themselves with people who have a similar profile. And then 
they start hiring people. And somewhere along the way, they lose that blueprint of an entrepreneurial hire and end up with some folks that are, well, quite frankly, dialing it in. Why? Because they fail to apply what I believe is a simple principle to find this cue in the equation. I call it the willing and able strategy. You see, you need people, or if you're a vendor listening in, you need partners who are both willing and able. How do you tell? Well, able is pretty easy to spot on a resume. In my impression, it's how traditional recruiting works. And that can be through the candidate checking enough boxes to make them qualified, through um, potentially skills-based certifications, but things where you can say, look, I, I think they have skill, but willing that innate talent that makes someone willing to take action on an idea and make it happen, that one's harder to peg. And I believe it's why so many new hires fail, particularly in areas that are softer, like sales, marketing, product marketing. And we at JS Group have used a behavioral psychologist for years to help our clients peg it and find those people that actually have the innate ability to have the Q factor. Um, now, I'm going to share a couple of those questions here, but a format of a blog, obviously, is not great for me reading you 20 questions. So please go to jsgnow.com, go to our blog page, and I'll be posting a full article there supporting this podcast with a full list of questions. So I wanted, though, to share a few of them. So here's one. At times, your workload may feel unmanageable. Describe a time when you recognized you were unable to meet multiple deadlines. What did you do about it? Imagine asking that question on an interview as opposed to, tell me about how your customers were at ABC Co. or how did you launch the new demand generation campaign? These questions, putting people in the emotional intelligence bucket and figuring out how they behaved as a result are key to finding if people are willing in addition to able. So here's another one I love. When you had extra time available at your last job, describe ways you found to make your job more effective or more efficient. I have watched people stumble on this one and you can see right then and there the people who didn't. They just dialed it in then. Oh, uh, there's times when my job was down, I took advantage of it and uh, played solitaire or did whatever it is that people do to burn time away. So it's another great question. Here's another one. At times, you may be asked to do many things at once. Tell me how you would decide what's most important and why. This is a great question when you're trying to hire marketing, demand gen, people that are going to have to have competing priorities to get things done. They need to be able to tell you how they determine what's important and what they're going to work on, or quite frankly, you're getting somebody with a great marketing resume who's not going to get your results. So here's one I like to use for product people. Um, also works well for marketing or leadership. Give me an example of a new idea you suggested to your manager within the last six months. Describe the steps you've taken to implement your idea. Now note, many people can give me an example of a new idea. And frankly, there's no lack of great ideas. And I talked about that in my last podcast and the importance of narrowing those down to the simplest thing you can do for the biggest impact. Where people stumble that do not have this willing and able ability is to describe the steps they've taken to implement their idea. So they are a dreamer who had a great idea, but nothing happened. 
I also like to talk to people, particularly if they're going to be leading the business in a management position or in a critical position. I like to ask them questions about how they approach problem solving. So I'll ask a question like, tell me about a time when you identified a new and unusual or a different approach for addressing a problem or a task. And then as follow-up, I'll say, how did everyone accept that solution? This allows me to really dig in not only to the person's ability to come up with a good idea, but are they able to take action on that idea and get people um, excited? So I also like to make sure that when I talk about people being willing, I understand as their future leader why they're going to be willing. And so I like to ask a series of questions about people's motivation. And one simple one I've found works fantastic for me is everyone has good days and bad days at work. Take your time. Think back to a really good day you had and tell me why it was a good day. Here, you're looking for answers around the person having been motivated to get things done, achieving a goal, uh, getting something over a finish line. These are the kinds of questions you want to ask about how they maintain self-motivation, how do they work in a team that isn't motivated, etc. that are all around what do they do, how do they punch through that wall. And then I'll just finish up with two more here before we get into the skills. So I love to ask people um, questions about them, right? So what goals outside of career goals have you set for your life is a question that I've asked very successfully for years. Now, look, you have to be careful. You don't want to be asking questions about people's personal lives that you're not allowed to do. But it's important to see if people have other goals. And I've had great answers. People have said, "I, you know, this year I've decided to get back to working out or I've, uh, I've decided to uh, read 10 more books or etc." And then I can come off that. Oh, really? What book did you read most recently you're excited about? 60, 70% of the time, the person can't come up with a book name. So what it says is they set goals for themselves they don't do, and you don't want people in your company. And then finally, I like to understand what position people are going to take in having an impact on others, because so often in the job interview process or when you're interviewing people internally to come up in the organization, we forget to ask those questions about how they handle other people versus how they handle tasks. So one of my favorite questions is, describe for me a situation where you had a positive effect on someone. What did you do? And then I follow it up with, how did the other person react? And why do you think what happened happened? This is a great question because it really lets you see if people have situational awareness and how good they are at driving the culture you want driven. They may say something like, I forced this person to uh, work more than they wanted to and ultimately they ended up getting the project done. That may not fit your culture. That may be a story that you don't think is going to be good for your people and can help you to hone out the people that are not willing to do the job the way you know in your company or in your team or in your management experience is best. And so, again, these are um, just a few samples of questions. I'm going to put a lot more up on them on my blog so that you can use them and happy to have a conversation at any time about how you use them well. But now that we've talked about the success factor, I do want to wrap it up with a few skills that are lacking overall in many of the firms I've worked with. And I think I'll do these as a top five reverse countdown. How's that idea? So number five, generating demand. This is first up. And number five on my list, how can you grow if you can't generate real demand? Wanaker's uh, department store, by the way, in Philadelphia's CEO once said that half the money he spent on advertising, he knew he wasted. The issue was he wasn't sure which half. That comes down to the essential issue of skill 
in generating demand. I think half the money people spend trying to get demand is likely wasted. The issue is unless you have talented people, you have no idea which half. So the first thing I would tell you in demand is prospecting. Sometimes people think of it as a dirty word. It is not. In fact, I would encourage you to talk to our very own Will Harris about his program to make your prospecting work gold. Marketing brand and value prop. Do you have someone who can make your position sing or who can even make a position? And then finally, of course, your omni-channel presence. Ecom matters. Even if you don't direct sell, you still need to do better here. And you need talent that can keep your web presence top-notch at all times. And that's the key. It's around this customer engagement model in a digital world. This one is a killer talent and it requires consistent daily investment in talent. Not someone who just shows up, puts up a new website, and walks away. Talent number four is solution and service management. Do you have people who are truly talented in creating real solutions and services with commercialized plans to develop and expand your solution? What are they spending on R&D? By the way, if you're listening to this as a reseller, an agent, don't tune it out. Your solution is the service model surround you support. How will you offer modules or services others don't? You need to invest in talent here of people who are truly creators and understand how to create solutions with commercialized plans, not just new solutions that no one knows how we're going to make money at. Number three, distribution. Ah, the holy grail. Direct, indirect, online. These are the decisions all firms have to make and look at, and you need real talent here. With more than a dozen five-star channel programs under my belt, I'll tell you this is a skill. So what skills do you need? You need someone who understands cost of distribution, channel penetration abilities, and how different channels work with different solutions. Of course, channel relationship management. You have to have people that can manage salespeople or if you're going in direct, indirect channel partners. You need new channel expertise most though. This is where I see most people failing today. How do you manage online channels, social channels? And by the way, the blockchain channel on Betton is only about a year, year and a half out coming fast. So you need to get invested in talent that understands these new distribution markets, selling on Instagram, selling through social media, um, truly selling and, and engaging an online channel is a skill that is needed in almost every company I've talked to. And of course, program development is key as well. So many programs are dated with outdated metrics for salespeople, whether it's compensation for direct salespeople or fees for third parties. I see so many programs that are outdated, both in the skills um, that they're requiring and the metrics that they're requiring. And so you really need that program skill or you need to get somebody to help you. Number two, strategic intent. Now, let's face it, showing up and doing what you did in the past isn't going to work. So planning, routes to market, value proposition, distribution, services models, including cost to serve. These are skills that most firms don't invest in for a reason. They're costly. The person with talents here tends to be super popular when they're first hired or at startup and less so as the business grows because they're costly. They become stale by being in the same role. And as we talked earlier, the Q factor starts to take impact as the company grows. And so their great ideas tend not to get acted on. That's why I recommend bringing in a program like RJS Group Map Day to help you here. To sit down, to bring everybody to the table and come up with a new plan is something that you need to do. And and frankly, most companies can't and shouldn't invest in the talent to do that, which is an exercise that happens at a point in time. And now for the number one, drum roll, what might it be? 
human connectivity. To me, biggest gap in my mind of talent. People forget you need to connect and connect regularly. I actually have a monthly activation program that I practice myself whereby I keep in touch with people regularly based on some very good planning and some analytics of who and where I need to connect. At the start of every year, I come up with a list of at least 100 people that I need to connect better with for business, and I do the same thing in my personal life. I am never in the car alone. I've told this story before. When I get in the car, most people listen to the radio. Uh, I get on and I begin dialing. Now, look, I'm what's called a natural super connector. Uh, Jay McBain has called me that in several of his analytics, but not everyone is that. But this is a talent that you can work. You can become better at it. It is science. It is not art. It is the science of saying, I'm going to have a disciplined process for keeping in touch with people. I don't know how many people I've talked to that have met someone that could be truly influential to them, had a great conversation or meal or, or ran into them at a trade show or whatever the specific was where they met. And they haven't talked to them in a year or two. And I don't understand that because that person you could help. And by the way, that's the best way to keep in touch with people is to ask how you can help them. And ultimately, they're going to help you. But if you don't put it into some kind of a programmatic approach where you keep in touch with people, you're just going to be hoping that person remembers you when you reach out on LinkedIn two years from now. And quite frankly, that stinks of desperation. So when you get a connection, make a connection, find a way to help that person, even if it's sharing an article, if it's sharing something, and then stay connected. This is a talent. So if you're not comfortable learning here, you got have to hire somebody to do it because connections in a world that is always on matters. In a social media world, not having connections to get the right content and the right ultra connections is a killer for your business. And so you have to invest here first in getting everybody skilled up and trained and then second in having people that are comfortable connecting in new ways. It's just not enough to know who you used to know. There's a whole world out there waiting to meet you. So in closing, I did want to share just a few stats to encourage you to dig in more on this talent topic. The CGMA reports that 68% of a company's value stems directly from the people in the organization. When you view employees as an expense, all you see is numbers on the payroll. So you have to stop doing that and focus instead on their talents and what it can deliver to your company. And further research shows that on average, U.S. employees and small businesses waste more than, wait for it, two hours a day at work. They're wasting two hours a day at work. Now, some is stuff that could be fixed by technology, but others are purely due to trying to do something you have no skill doing. And in the gig economy, frankly, that's an unacceptable loss of time and a waste of money. I've talked to so many businesses who have spent hours trying to write a 400-page blog or trying to make an avatar for their social media or a, or a simple sign for a trade show event. That's not necessary. If you need tactical things like an avatar for your social media, consider trying services like Fiverr, which is F-I-V-E-R-R.com, which basically is, as it states, about five bucks for things, 20 or 50 if you want to get the intellectual property. Because that talent matters and wasting two hours trying to make a simple logo as an example for something, that's a waste of your time for $20 or $25. Need more strategic growth talents like product or go-to-market challenge, um, sales help that isn't readily available or where you don't have the talent? 
Talk to us at JS Group. If we don't have it, we'll know who does, and we're always happy to help. So I'd encourage you here, because talent, like milk, has an expiration date, to make sure that you and your firm are investing here in this very critical area for your business. As always, all of us here at JS Group are here to help. Please reach out at jsgnow.com or at my Twitter handle at ChannelSmart. I look forward to hearing more from you. And in our next podcast session, we'll start bringing in guests to talk about some exciting topics. Make it a great day. Get out there and be a success because you have the talent to do so.